health and wealth or fitness and finance have in common is that people are always confused. When we talk about finances, like I'm confused about what, what a stock is versus a mutual fund. What's a Roth versus a 401k, whole life, term life. And we kind of find some of those same situations when it comes to dealing with, you know, uh, fitness, you know, what's a macro, you know, what's, uh, you know, you know uh, cardio, should I be doing anaerobic or should I be doing aerobic or, and it can be so confusing. And one thing that I, uh, I had a, a moment to speak to our special guest before we uh, got started, and one thing that I see immediately that we have in common is that we believe that the only way people can really move forward in their journeys is to get things in plain terms that they understand. Right. Uh, so with that being said, I'm going to take a second uh, to introduce our special guest. Uh, I'm going to call him uh, uh, Big Brother uh, Marcus Bailey. Uh, for those who uh, know and see and watching this live, you can see the 1911 in the back. So this is one of my fraternity brothers uh, who, uh, who actually helped right. pave the way for me. Indeed. So yo to the noobs and uh, super excited to get started, man. So uh, Brother yeah. Bailey, before we uh, get into the information, everything you want to share, tell us a little bit about, you know, your background and what you do and why you do what you do. Sure. Uh, well, you know, professionally, uh, I have a background. I worked in uh, the financial industry for a number of years. I was a licensed uh, banker. I got into uh, branch management and business banking uh, for the last um probably like six to seven years I've been in marketing and advertising. Uh, so essentially my job is to help businesses create a clear and concise message to attract consumers to their brand. Um, and in that overlaid on top of that personally, uh, for the last 15 or so years, I've been on a personal health and wellness journey. So I um, shared in one of my videos that I looked at myself one day on a photo I was disgusted with what I saw, and I know sometimes we don't like to, uh, you know, we don't like to say that you shouldn't talk to yourself like that, or, you know, you shouldn't be negative, you know, but sometimes, uh, you know, as Jim Rohn says, you can, you know, learning from the bad or, or, or wanting to run away from the bad is just as effective as running towards the good. So I simply use that, use that to make a change, kind of stumbled my way through, educated myself over the years. Um, and really just now want to turn that into usable and, as you said, simple information for other people to get on that path that I found myself on, but not take 15 years to do it. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. So um, a couple of correlations here. And I told you I was going to share some, something with you that I, I don't know if you that you knew or realized. So most people know me for being in the financial service industry, um, you know, as the ECFO or financial advisor, if you will. But. My, um, after teaching, after I graduated, my first job after teaching uh, back in Akron is I'm actually a personal trainer. I'm a strength conditioning coach. Oh, yeah. Okay. My, yeah so what okay. brought me to Columbus, Ohio was a position at Lifetime Fitness as a personal trainer. And I quickly uh, moved into a management role there managing almost 30 trainers. So when I was reading your background, I was like, this is funny because yeah. you're in, both of us kind of share this commonality, right? Uh -huh. Being in the financial services, but also to on the health and wealth piece, right? right. On, on the health and fitness side. So I've always known when, uh, when I put my company financially fit together, it's like, man, these two tie together like nobody's business. And I'm almost hearing the same thing from you. Uh, in short, it's like, man, the 15-year journey, being a banker and a whole nine. So um, if you will, man, just, just tell us a little bit uh, uh, before we get into uh, the meat of this. What similarities do you see between like, you know, what you done, did as a banker and then what you're doing right now uh, on the fitness side? You know, that's a great question. And I can really sum that up into one one similarity and that's that confused people do nothing <laughs> confused people do nothing so in the banking industry that's a sales role and and you know it people that have a business you're into selling and i can give you a bunch of information i can give you a bunch of data and we're people we're human so our egos will shake our head oh sounds good i yeah, understand but when I walk away, if I'm confused, I'm like, I don't know what the hell he just said. So I'm not doing anything. So one of the things that people are scared to do financially is first acknowledge that there's a problem. Ooh. You know, is the yeah. first thing. Second, you have to then have someone simply tell you and 
take some of the scary out of it and say, listen, um, you know, uh, having more money is simple as creating a budget and just finding one place that you can cut $10 back. Oh, well, I didn't know that. I thought I had to download mint.com. I thought I had to get a, you know, CPA involved. Yep. Very simple. So financial fitness, physical fitness is really just about doing a few simple things repeatedly over time. And, and then you get those compounded results. So it's, it's the same thing as just trying to take the confusion. And, and honestly, that's where I think a lot of people, uh, and, and no disrespect to those out there in the industry, a lot of people make their money off of confusion. Um, you know, the, the more confusing I can make it, the more you need me. You know, and I'm just simply taking a different approach. Not that that one is wrong, but my approach is, hey, the simpler I can make it, the more you'll need me. Um, so that's the more people I can reach, the, the more simply I can make it. Um, so that's kind of the, the correlation, but you know, that, that's man, that's absolutely fire. So here's the deal. So funny. When I have my strategy calls or IE sales calls with folks, I tell them, I say, here's the deal. I hate people in my industry because they're going to make, try to make it sound so confusing to the point where it's like, I have no idea what to do. Right. I got to do this. But in doing that, because I think sometimes in the financial industry and even sometimes in the fitness industry, we want to sound smart, right? right. We want to use terms that people have no idea what they're, you know, saying you're talking about. And we hurt, probably hurt people more than we help them as far as, as, far as those individuals that do that. So I'm 100% on board with you. Let's put it in terms that people can understand so they can make decisions. Because to your point, confused people do nothing and your health and your finances are way too important not to do anything or to have that paralysis by analysis because mm -hmm. you think you got to have 20 apps and you think you got to, you know, I love it. I just absolutely love it. So tell us a little bit, man, about your journey because I'm interested in this because um, I heard you, at the beginning of the uh, talk, you talked about how you looked in the mirror one day and didn't like what you saw. And I've only seen you one way. Uh -huh. and, and I saw a post you had uh, recently um, and I was like, wow, he chopped it down a lot. Yeah. So walk us through that, man, that process. So don't give us the entire 15 years. We don't have that much time, yeah. but you know, tell us about this journey, man. Yeah. Um, so, so basically, you know, like, like, like you said, and like I alluded to, you know, I saw myself at one point, just one day, you know, I see myself in the mirror every day at that point, 15 years ago, but I looked at pictures and at that moment I saw myself like other people see me. And I said, man, I got to do something different. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know which diets were best, this or that. All I knew was I needed to make a change. So I think that's the first thing on any journey is you got to take, as, as people have said, and the cliches, you got to take the first step. So the first thing I did, I said, look, I'm just going vegetarian. I didn't know if that was the right thing to do. I didn't know if that was optimal. All I knew was, okay, if I'm vegetarian, that's no McDonald's, that's no this, but so that just cuts things out and, and cuts my excuses out from, from, from doing those types of things. From there, all I did was just read, listen, learn. I read books, medical literature, um, you know, lectures and studies and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I just refined over time what was best, um, A, for me, but then I took, you know, okay, that may not be best for everyone. So then I just started to continue and kind of put my sales hat on and said, hey, how can I transfer and translate what I've learned that's best for me and kind of create a universal set of, I don't want to call them truths, but a universal set of thoughts that are simple for everyone to follow so that no one feels like if you don't do it like I did it, you're not doing it right. I just wanted to give people an opportunity to say, take some step in some direction towards wherever it is that you want to be, but you have to take some first step. And I want to try to create some opportunities for people to say, oh, well, I can do that. Once I do that, what do I do next? So that was my health journey is just one step after, one step after the other, constantly refining and reviewing and cutting this out, adding this to it and all these kinds of things to the point where, you know, at 43 years old, man, I feel fantastic. Um, you know, my health is, is, is great you know, praise God and all, but um, indeed, you know, look and feel great. And, and, you know, I'm humbly, humbly hear from other people like, man, you look great. So I don't want to, you know, be too, uh, 
egotistic about it, but you know, to hear that from people in my age group and peers of mine, yeah, kind of gives you the feeling, hey, I'm doing something right. Well, well, brother, you got me motivated. I saw a video of you doing some deadlifts, and I said, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to head down and head down and work out with him one day. We have to catch a workout one day, man. Yeah. So, yeah. So, a couple things, man. I want to make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm just taking notes as you're writing because there's so many gems that you're dropping here, and they're coming so quickly. So, I just want to just kind of highlight a couple things. So, one of the first things you said, man, was first you have to acknowledge where you are. Like, you really have to be honest and acknowledge where you are. And you mentioned something about how you know you see yourself every day, but this particular day you saw yourself how other people saw you. And the first thing I thought about was a picture, right? So I can look at myself every day in the mirror and whatnot and be like, yeah, I want to lose a little bit of weight. But when the aha moment hit me after the pandemic and I put on, you know, a pandemic 30, pandemic, a silent pandemic 20 or 30, mm -hmm. is when I saw a picture. Yeah. And you know, it's something about that picture or seeing it in front of you, right? You know what I'm saying? So not even just how I look in the mirror because, you know, perception is going to, you know what I'm saying, be off and, and things of that nature. But when you see a picture and yeah. you're like, wow. And that's what I found even works with people from a financial standpoint. Like they may not even realize how bad their finances are until they see it laid out in front of them. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, yeah. Wow, they had no idea. So I think that's super important there is that acknowledgement and being able to look at it out of a different lens. Mm -hmm. um, the simplicity, absolutely love that. You know, just let's get this thing simplified. It's not a rocket science, right? Mm -hmm. um, I definitely uh, appreciate that whole piece. And then this journey, you know what I'm saying, right? So there's not a lot of people who will get on here uh, and but not a lot of people in the fitness industry per se. We're going to tell you about a 15 year journey because right. everybody's going to tell you about the 90 day journey. Oh, I went from, right. you know, you know, uh, uh, 30, 30% body fat to, you know, 5% body, 5% body fat in right. like, you know, 90 days, but you're speaking about a 15 year journey. Yeah. And, it, and, and the deal is with that 15 years, somebody may hear that. And, you know, folks who have commitment issues and be like, Oh, 15 years, I ain't got that long. But what you said was so key. You've had to, try you have to first take that first step but then you had to refine it and figure out what's best for you and i see the same thing in business where people jump out there and they're like okay i need to do this yeah. but they don't stay in it long enough to refine it and fix it and figure out what really works for them you know what i'm saying and they miss that opportunity right, right. so there's so many correlations here man it's just just absolutely phenomenal man you know what i'm saying just as i hear it here i'm like yep this is it right here. Simplification, acknowledgement where you are and, and moving forward and applies to health and finances and the whole gambit. So brother, um, tell know, me this. Thing, Go ahead. Thing I'll say really quick that I think really slows people up. And this is something that um, I certainly had my, my battles with, but um, was able to get over it fairly early. And I believe this to also be the case, um, you know, but I'll defer to you as the expert in business mm -hmm. is that, the quicker people can get over comparing themselves to others. So we compare our need work self to someone's final result. And we, oh, well, I'm not, I don't look like them yet. So maybe that one doesn't work. Instead of, you know, we don't see the 15 years behind, you know, you look at a successful business and say, well, man, how can I be the entrepreneur CFO too? You don't see the struggles and the ups and downs that you've had. Yeah. So once we can get out of competing with other people and just try to be better than what we were yesterday, you know, so many things can happen. Man, I love that. Um, those who don't know uh, my story to your point right there. So they may say, man, Perry, your business is thriving and X, Y, and Z. One, what you see on the exterior is not a, always a true reflection of what's happening on the inside. And I say this, kind of even throwing this back at you from a, a health standpoint. Sometimes you see folks who look phenomenal. Like I see it in the gym all the time. You know, the cast are all chiseled up and whatnot, but I'm watching how they move and I'm like, wow, the way you're lifting that your back is going to be blown out. Man, you know what I'm saying? You don't know what type of issues they have with their heart, right? You know what I'm saying? So it's just a lot of times we get so focused to your point of exterior, what we see on the exterior mm -hmm. and without knowing the true backstory. And because there are some folks walking around. I remember I had a, um, a trainer um, that I managed and, you know, I would refer him to clients because he was the smartest person in the gym, but he didn't look like your, your, you know, stereotypical, you know, personal trainer. He wasn't five, you know, 5% body fat and whatnot. 
He had a little belly on him, yeah. right? You know, but he was strong as an ox because he wasn't training to be on stage. Right. He was training for strongman contest. So he wasn't worried about being lean. So because he didn't look lean, people were like, oh, he's not a good trainer. You got these out of shape personal trainers in here. And he was the strongest, probably most flexible person in the building and definitely the smartest by far. Mm -hmm. So one, what we see exteriorly. And then also two, you talk about the journey. Those who don't know my journey know, I, you know, I lost. The reason I got into entrepreneurship full time was I got fired from my job, right? Making good money. And that was, you know, about six years ago. But prior to that, those who don't know, I lost a $4 million real estate portfolio during when the market crashed in 2007 to 2009. So those experiences, which were horrible experiences, gave me a certain skill set and expertise to navigate those arenas and reason I'm able to help clients out. So to kind of just piggyback on what you just said right there, Noob, we see the finished product, but not everything that goes behind it. And I wish more people were more transparent about sharing like, yo, yeah, this right here, this is 15 years in the making. This is 17 years in the making. Because uh, then I think if with that transparency, more people would see success and not get so frustrated on the front end. Right. Um, man, just absolutely valuable, brother. So what are you doing now? Um, because your story is, you, you know, you have a phenomenal story. You're helping people. Like, what is the goal? I saw that you're looking to try to write, you're in a process of writing a book and mm -hmm. things of that nature. So tell us how you're helping people and going about that whole piece. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm in the process of writing a book because again, what, what I wanted, what I really want to be, and I guess to boil it down into one sentence, is I want to be for other people what I wish someone would have been for me 15 years ago. Saying it in, saying it in a way that I would have, loved to just heard it 15 years ago tapping me on the shoulder and said hey i don't know if anyone's told you this but you can take control of your health and your well-being it's not all up to your family history um you know don't buy into what the marketing and the advertising says don't let the people who profit from your food tell you what's good for you you know all those types of things and just give you some simple practical and straightforward things to chew on um, I just want to be for people now what I wish I would have had. So I started in the process of writing a book. Um, and to be very honest, I, I really just kept getting jammed up. I don't think I'm really a, um, I'm not a good, you know, I'm not a, a book writer type of a guy. Um, I can write and I like reading, but I just kept getting tied up. So in the process of kind of getting unstuck there, um, I wanted to start putting it into words because I'm fairly good, you know, being able to articulate a point and get in front of a group or put something down in words. So then I started to do some YouTube videos and that really has helped me translate from voice back into words. So um, the process of writing a book kicked me into wanting to start the videos because I was having problems with the book. Um, so now that's kind of helping me get back and uh, ultimately what I want to deliver is put things in people's hands that they feel like you know what, I've been waiting on this. Um, and I, I really would like to take what took me 15 years to figure out someone six months, two years, three years. Okay, great, now I get it. Um, so if I can add a, you know, two, three years to 10,000 people's lives, you know, or 20,000 people's lives, or add a quality of life to their last few years, or whatever it might be, you know, what a phenomenal gift to be able to give that to people um, that, you know, it's just invaluable. Invaluable, man. You talk about legacy. That, that's what I'm talking about right there. So it's so crazy, man. And, and it is wild that we, we know each other, but we really haven't had an in-depth conversation around this. But what you yeah. said right here resonated so, so much in my soul to, to be for other, for be, to be for uh, uh, other people now, which you wish you had had, you know, 15 years ago yeah. is so powerful. And as we kind of tie this into the whole profitology piece where some may be listening, like, why are we talking about health when it comes to profit? Because it's all tied together, all tied together. Right. Mm -hmm. And it always comes down to uh, what I found is the most successful people learn how to condense time frames, how to go from what took somebody else 15 years to do to, to your point, getting it done in two, three, five years. Right. And that's just invaluable, man. And to give people, just a healthier lifestyle and a better quality of life and, and the vitality, as you, as you kind of said, is just, it's, 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 it's almost, I almost have a loss for words because it's so, so important. 
Yeah. I help people. I kind of focus now, uh, Brother Bailey, on helping people, obviously, on the financial side. But yeah. let's keep it 100 with each other. You can have all the money in the bank in the world, but if your health is poor, and, or you can't go enjoy it, or you can't walk 10 steps on vacation, doesn't make sense to even have all that money, right? Okay. So you got to have this health piece. It's That's so right. dang important, yeah. and they're two tied together. So you mentioned something earlier on. Uh, we talked about just putting things in layman's terms, simple terms that people can understand. Uh, give us, man, you know, um, you know, maybe three, five tips, whatever you want to do, just in layman's terms that you would, you know, advise, not advise, but kind of to your point there, put things in terms that people can really digest and, and rock with when it comes to, you know, just creating a, bit, a healthier lifestyle. Uh, yeah. So a, a couple of things that, um, you know, I really try to convey and, and, and some of the major point, major points that I want to uh, kind of get across um, in terms of simplicity. And you mentioned it earlier, you know, macros and micros and should I be on keto and is it this and that? You know, ultimately, it comes down to the simplest of ingredients as it was grown and as it was, as it was raised. So if your diet, and, and just for all disclosure, I'm plant-based. I don't advocate and I don't push anyone else to be plant-based. So people think that's the advice that they're, they're going to get from me. Uh -huh. I tell them, hey, listen, it doesn't really matter all these different chemicals, ingredients, macros, micros, all these kinds of things. If you can eat food that comes from a farm versus a factory, you're good to go. You like know, that. That's eat easy. Chicken, eat a chicken that grew up like a regular chicken would grow up. <laughs> right. You know, if you're going to eat a fish, eat a fish that grew up like fish grew up, not like on a farm. Right. You know, and there's a lot of science that goes behind that as, as of why and what diets they have. on You know, but I'm not going to talk about the chemicals and the antibody, antibiotics and all those kinds of things. Simple food, real food. Wow. You know, simple as that, you know, and there's a lot of things that go into it because the truth is, and here's kind of simple point number two, um, you know, a lot of us are starting from, say, up here in terms of where our level of um, bad things we do, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And what a lot of us try to do is, hey, I'm going to go on this diet so that in two weeks I can get all the way down here. Right. And we find ourselves on this roller coaster going high and low. Yeah. I advocate simply, hey, listen, look at what you're eating right now and let's pick one thing that you can get rid of that you really don't need. Yeah. That you don't want, or maybe you want it, but you really shouldn't be eating it, drinking it. Yeah. Um, let's pick one thing. Um, read a book a long time ago, Darren Hardy, Compound Effect. Great book. I just, just got exposed to that one. Wow. Oh, yes. I mean, it works in almost every aspect of life. Every aspect of life. Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit here, incremental improvements. And over time, you look back and you'll realize, um, you know, hey, that soda that I was drinking, I really don't need it anymore. I don't even want it anymore. Um, and it really becomes a thing about, which kind of goes into um, simple thing number three is, Willpower, don't, don't even try to build willpower. All it is is a little time and a few habits. Uh -huh. At this point, you know, someone may say, hey, don't you miss this? Or um, don't you want to so-and-so every now and again? And I don't say it in a judgmental way like, no, I don't, um, because I'm better than you. It's because over time, I've just developed a habit of not even wanting it. So the way that I would maybe crave what would be considered healthy is the same way that someone today craves something that's not. And I mm. always try to say, listen, I know better than you. The only difference between me and you is a little time and a few developed habits. So slowly, but surely. So that's another simple health thing that people take for granted. They think you have to go all in yeah. all at once and they, and they get on this roller coaster. And just yep. like in business, hey, you know, Perry, man, I, I took your advice. I went in, I cleared my savings account, and I went all into the real estate market. It failed. Mm -hmm. You were mm -hmm. wrong. Yeah. No, no, yeah, right. Yeah, take, take a little bit. <laughs> exactly. you know, but again, they want to take, you know, yeah. go all in um, instead of saying, hey, if I take it simple and, and just do it easy. 
because the body is governed by natural laws. Everything, most everything is governed by natural laws. And we try to wow. get around it and skirt around it and think that we're smarter than, you know, the design of our human body. Like you're not going to outsmart, um, you know, your, your body, just because you think something's going in, your hormones are going to say, I don't care what you think, right. I know what I'm getting and I'm going to deal with it in a certain way. Wow, that's crazy powerful. So hold on, I just want to do a quick recap just to make sure that we got this in here. So, you know, simple thing number one, right? Um, farm versus factory, right? Try to get your food in the form that it was either grown or it was raised in the right in the right environment in the right way. So not not the farm raised tilapia because everybody like, oh it's farm raised. Well, if you knew what that farm raised really mean, you know what I'm saying that's <laughs> that ain't what you that ain't what you want, right? So farm versus factory. So in its simple food, just food in its simplest form in its real form. Love it. You know, pick one thing to get rid of. Okay, man, I'm 30 pounds overweight. Well, shoot, you know what I'm saying I'm gonna stop. I'm going to stop all alcohol. I ain't going to eat no carbs. I'm going to get rid of gluten. I'm going to, right? And then next thing you know, you know what I'm saying, you have a weekend where you got Cane's chicken and Long Island iced teas because, you know what I'm saying, you try to get rid of everything super quick, right? And then I love this right here, time and habits, time and habits. And you reference uh, the the compound effect, and I believe that's in the book you talked about, getting 1% better. If you could focus on getting 1% better, not, hey, I'm going to fix this whole thing, you know, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100% today, but focus on getting 1% better. So little time and, and, and a few habits. And then now your habits are now you've been replaced with healthy habits so where you may have was craving the coca-cola now you're craving you know the ice cold water or or instead of craving the chips you're now craving you know xyz whatever that may be so man, that's just solid that's just solid and what i love is though you're a plant-based this didn't say hey you need to go plant-based this said these are just simple tips man just hey how was your food raised you know, saying whether it's we're, whether we're talking meat or, or veggies or whatever the case may be, pick one thing to get rid of and stay yeah. consistent with that. And then you pick something else yeah. and then just time and creating good habits. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's, um, you know, some of the things that I deal with is, um, you know, kind of the mindset piece as well. Um, you know, and one of the things that we've been led to believe is, um, you know, we, I think the saying goes, you know, we um, were fed by those who don't care about our health and our health care is taken care of by people that don't care about what we eat. Wow. So, you know, we trust the big brands and the big commercials and they tell us, got to get your protein, protein, you know, and they tell you milk does about, you know, they tell you these things and that's really what we use and, and internalize as our nutritional advice. Wow. And then when we go to the doctor, unfortunately, we really don't hear about nutritional benefits and, hey, I'm going to treat your issues today. But what I would recommend nutritionally is, so we don't, we got this kind of broken cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, ultimately, I also want to kind of break some of those stereotypes because a lot of the things that we think we need or that we think we should have we really don't, um, you know, and there's a lot of chemicals and I do go into some science because mm-hmm. I think it's important to be simple enough to be understood, but you got to talk a little bit of science so that people don't just think that you're freestyling. So I do throw enough information to say, Hey, I, I do know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, not to the point of giving medical advice and I'm, you know, I, I can't replace your personal, um, and individual physician at all. Um, but you know, there are certain things that if you did it, you'd actually get pretty good results in a pretty fast amount of time. Yeah. Um, and we just, if we can get out of the, the mindset of thinking that, um, you know, these companies are there, they wouldn't lie to me on a commercial. If they uh, tell me that I need this particular nutritional drink or this meal replacement drink, or that this does the body good, or this is great for all your vitamins and minerals. And one of these a day is all you need to be healthy and all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. You know, why would we listen to, someone like that as i said earlier it's their job to make a profit and yeah good good for them um but we also have an option 
as a consumer and as really the only thing we can control in our life um, for the most part is what we put in our mouth. Yeah. I can't walk down the street and control what people say or what I hear. My ears just work all the time. Mm-hmm. I really can't control what goes into my eyes because when my eyes are open, I just see what I see. Yep. Um, and I can try to filter it out and deal with it and say, all right, don't, don't worry about that. Forget I saw that. I really can't control what I smell. You know, mm-hmm. smells are smells. Um, sensory, you know, and touch is touch. If it's cold, if it's hot, I can't control the environment around me. But we can control what we put in wow. our mouths. And the funny part is, and this is, this is another simple concept. We tell our children, don't hang around the wrong people. Don't listen to that music, it's bad for you. Don't listen to the news, it's negative. Don't do that because it's not good for you. Don't do, so we tell our kids not to do these things and we tell them to control their environment, but then we give up the one thing that we have absolutely control over, and that's wow. Fork to mouth. What you put? It. You know, wow. It, if you can just control that, you're good to go. And there's a lot of hormonal things that go on inside that make it harder. So I realize it's not easy. Yep. It's simple, but it's not easy. And that's where this information comes from. Hey, let me just get you to, let me just get you to take one step. Mm. You can get to step one. Wow, I, I took one step. I feel good enough about myself. So I've got some, some self-confidence because it is tough. Now I'm going to go to step two. By the time yeah. you get to step two, I'm feeling a little bit better, which encourages me to go to step three. So yeah. there is a process. It's simple, but it's not easy. You're going to hit some walls and hit some challenges. So I want to make sure I address that too, because that's something that's really not addressed. Hey, you will, and it's okay if you have that weekend and I had some Cane's chicken. Yeah. It's okay. Starting tomorrow, guess what? Your next bite. Wow. What you can control. Brother, so I I got just, I got to do a quick pause here. This is amazing. So I've been in, I've been in the fitness industry longer than I've been in the financial industry. So since 99 and I've never heard it put that simply, if you will, you know, the one thing that we can control from a sensory standpoint versus smell, sight, feel, hear, you know, is what we put in our mouth. That is amazing because that is the one thing that we can control. So, wow, that's just mind blowing to me because it's so simple, but so, so true. That's the one thing you, we, we can control. And then also too, you said it, uh, maybe I, I was writing it down here maybe about three or four times, simple, but not easy. So it's not, and, and it's funny because I say the same thing around, you know, the, uh, the finance piece. It's not a rocket science, right? but it's still not easy. Mm-hmm. It's not all of these different moving parts. It's literally, hey, how do I save money? Well, do you make more money than you spend? It's simple as that. So if you don't have anything left, that means you either need to make more money or you need to spend less. Right. It's not a rocket science. It's, that's just what it is. But it went back to something you said earlier about just being uh, the natural laws, right? There are natural laws in place and just understand those laws. If you can understand those laws and then and, and keep things nice and simple, but that consistency with that simplicity is, is huge. Um, brother, what would you tell, you know, the individual who has struggled up and down, right? They struggle with their weight uh, for years and, and whatnot, and they've tried to diets and things of that nature, you know, what would you advise them as a, as a first step with respects to not just the, uh, the four simple things that we have right here, but mindset, because I do believe 100% that everything starts with mindset, how you view money, how you view food, how you view fitness. Oh, I hate working out. Well, if you're telling yourself that you're not going to work out, well, I, I, I don't want to eat restrictive. I just want to eat what I want. If you tell yourself, so for somebody to get their mindset, you know, right around this, what's something you would tell them? Uh, sure. And let me take a moment here. You know, you, you alluded to, you know, being big bro. Uh, but, but let me just say, because you mentioned we didn't, I have heard of you and you probably have heard of me, but we had never really connected. Man, yeah. I heard so many great things about you. I was like, man, I need this guy as a mentor. <laughs> like, I heard so many 
great things leading up to the time that we first met. And I was like, oh, and we had made that first introduction. I was like, man, I've heard so many great things about you, man. So I know you're doing great things. Let me, let me throw that. Thank you, man. I appreciate, I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, here's what I would tell someone who's been on the yo-yo and, and, and all those different kinds of things. Um, so the first thing that I would definitely say, um, you know, going back to one of my earlier points is don't try to do too much too fast. Give yourself permission to take one step at a time. And the reason why I would say that is because whatever condition your body is in, and this is of course excluding any major chronic illnesses, I'm just talking about the average person, your body is already programmed to heal itself. Mm -hmm. So all you need to do is give it permission to do that a little bit at a time. And the third thing is you're not fighting because here's what, here's what I think a lot of people have been probably tricked into thinking is if you can't succeed on a diet, it's your fault. You're mentally weak, your willpower is low, and you're just not thinking the right way. That's incorrect. You're fighting two battles. Okay. You have a whole chemistry set going on in your body yeah. that is driving your impulses, your cravings, your addictions. Your... So if you can up, go into that battle the right way and give yourself permission to ease into it, it took you however many years to get that way. Mm-hmm. It's going to take you a little bit of time to get out. Yeah. And the last thing that I would say um, that I, I set people up and I say, listen, it's going to be simple, but not easy. Mm-hmm. But here's the flip side that people kind of forget. It's really not easy to adapt or adopt bad habits, most bad habits either. So you think about somebody who smokes cigarettes, and I'm Ooh. sure, I never smoked cigarettes. Yeah. Um, but I, I know, my parents, both my parents did, and I know it was hard for them to quit. But I also know, and I'm just gonna assume this, and no, no one's ever corrected me, no one picks up that first cigarette like, ooh, this is smooth, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're coughing. You know, no one drank that first beer as a kid. You know, there's there's a, the movies where the kid drinks the beer and they're throwing up. So it's not easy to even get a bad habit. So, you, have to work, you really have to work for that. You really have to work for that bad habit. Yeah. Honestly, you have to work for it, for you sure. You for do. sure. And, and the good news is, you know, hey, if you're in it, that's fine. Yeah. You can just realize, you know what? It took me a while to get into it. So it's probably going to take me a while to get out. Yeah. Once we really come to those realizations and we really put the right expectations on ourselves and forgive ourselves for, man, this is hard. I really wanted a donut this morning. That's great. First of all, it's great that you wanted it and didn't eat it. Celebrate that. You know, realize and you're in tune with your body that, hey, my body, my hormones, my hunger hormone ghrelin is kicking in at 8 a.m. because I normally eat at 8 a.m. Yeah. So if I'm doing the intermittent fast. It's not my fault or it's not that I need, you know, my body's not broken by getting hungry at eight o'clock. My body does what it needs to do to keep me happy all the time. So I just need to break it of its habits, just like I need to break me of its habits. Wow. Really, it's just giving people permission to slow walk into some things. Some people can go all in. Yeah. Some people need permission to slow walk into it. Yeah. And, and, And really... Once you start to get that compounded effect, and I'm sure you've heard the, uh, the old uh, question of, would you rather have, what is it, a million dollars now? Or, one or yeah, yeah, yeah or, or a penny every day for the next, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So once you really start getting into it, you really start to get double, triple the results. You might go from cutting one thing out this week, two things out next week. By the time you get to that third, fourth, fifth week, you might say, you know what? I now have the capacity within me to give it all up. But had you done that on day one, you would have failed or yeah. it would have really been really hard. Um, so really giving people permission to just, again, simplify it and realize it's not your fault. It's not you and your weak mentality or you and your inability to get over your own mental block. There's a whole lot of things going on 
And if you think back to when you first got started, it probably was tough to really get hooked on that stuff. So give yeah. yourself permission to unhook slowly as well. Man. So you have blessed me with this one right here. So um, this is our, our, our second podcast of the day. First podcast is with um, our coach, our, our trainer up here. And we were talking about leadership and coaching and things of that nature. And you know, we're in the process right now of me having, hey, I got to shed about 25 pounds. I'm carrying too much weight. I want to get back to playing basketball. I want to play better run full court with my daughters comfortably and not be worried about you know, blowing in Achilles and things of that nature because I'm overweight. Yeah. But I love this right here. I, ha I have it written down here is give yourself permission to take one step at a time. Yeah. Like that is so dang on powerful. And, and, and I'll say that again for the people watching and listening to this in everything, right. You know what I'm saying? Even with what we do, even what you do with your finances, you know, it's okay to take one step at a time, you know, get rid of that one bill and free up that $10 a month. Right. You know, start putting away, a hundred dollars a month. It's okay to start, you know what I'm saying? One step at a time. Cause to your point that starts to compound and you, Hey, you put in away a hundred bucks. Now you put in away 500. Now you put in away a thousand, right? Versus, well, I know I can't get started unless I have $20,000 or a hundred thousand dollars. That's super untrue. And you may get in a, find yourself in a situation. If that's the case, you can never get started. That's so right. this is just good information for everything. Give yourself permission to take one step at a time. And then I'm gonna go back here uh, as well, because just to kind of tie this into the whole profitology piece. You said it's not just your willpower you're dealing with, right? But the chemistry. And that chemistry, you know, is, you know, how you're made up on the inside and different things from an addiction standpoint where, hey, your body likes this, it releases, you know what I'm saying, a hormone and tells your body like, we really like this. So you're dealing with that chemistry as well. That's um, right. And that's that science piece that a lot of people don't think about. Right. What I'm starting to really understand myself here is that's it's also a, a, a similarity when it comes to finances, right? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Spending, because a lot of people, oh, I can't save you're addicted to spending. So whether you're addicted to the food as we tie it together and you got that DoorDash going extra ham, you know what I'm saying, during the pandemic, yeah. or is, hey, when I buy those new, those new red bottoms, I feel this way. Yeah. Or when I drive in this whip and I see people look at me like, oh, he's in that whip and I, you know, I feel, that's chemistry. That, that, that is hormones being released and making you feel a certain way that you Absolutely. keep going back to the lab to keep that feeling going, Absolutely. right? So that's powerful, again, just across the board, man. So this, here's another go ahead. Good tie to, um, here's another good tie to finance. And again, I like to make these analogies because, again, in, in, the, in the spirit of simplification, once people can see, let's just say health, in the same way that they understand, then they're like, oh, okay, well, now that I see it like that, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. So from the perspective of finance, and I know mm -hmm. generational wealth, a big thing. I know you talk a lot about generational wealth and having a legacy. You said it earlier to pass a lot. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. A lot of times, you know, we think we, um, you know, we, we inherit being broke or being poor, but you know, as Jim Rohn and some of the others says, it's not that you inherit being poor, you inherit the habits of broke people. So, Jeez. <laughs> so we don't really, you know, there's some genetic things that we do help that we have health wise that maybe predispose us to some things. Yeah, 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 yeah. And when we get to say 40, 42, three years old, well, you know, this runs in my family. It's not necessarily that you inherited the disease. You inherited the conditions and the habits and the food and the dietary practices. Well, my mom ate this and, and my grandma ate this till 90 and she lived. So there, therefore I should. So yeah. you don't really inherit so much your body composition completely yep. your health conditions completely. You inherit the habits that create that. And from a financial perspective, Jim Rohn also said this, walk away from the 95%. Man, go the other way, go that way. Yeah. It's very, very hard. Um, and, and again, this is something that I acknowledge and I, and I want to help as many people get over this as possible. It's very hard to do what other people, what the majority of people don't do. Yeah. So when we go out um, and, you know, I'll go to a fraternity event. We'll go to a conference. We'll go to a, a meeting or something like that. 
And even to this day, everyone's looking over with Brother Bailey on what you got. Yeah, 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 yeah. So even now, I deal with peer pressure um, or, mm. you know, and I know no one means ill to me. No one has a negative, I wish you would eat this because I want bad for you. Right. It's just natural human tendency to look at who the outlier is and say, well, look at this guy. What, what you what you eating? Salad? What you eating? Grass? Yeah, 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 yeah. Got that rabbit food? Yeah. Do you even eat? Yeah, yeah. So somebody saw me with a burger and they're like, you eating a burger? Yeah. Yes, I'm eating a burger. I, I love a burger. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yes. You know, so, so when it comes to finance, it's going to be unpopular at some point to do what yeah. you do. You go out, everyone else is dropping this, buying the car, buying the clothes, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think you said in maybe one of your previous podcasts, someone may look and visually see, well, you yeah. must not have because you don't look the part. Yep. No, I'm comfortable looking a certain way and doing what other people may not be willing to do so that I can have what other people aren't willing to have. Yeah. But really, when it comes to health and diet, um, I definitely want to prepare people for the fact that people don't mean, they don't, they don't mean any ill towards you, but don't, don't expect them to say, oh, Susie, first of all, don't mind my plate, but let me congratulate you on your healthy choice. <laughs> no, that, that's, that's never going to happen. That's it, not that. It might, but the chances are they're going to be like, mm, what you got? What you, what you got? Lose some weight. Yeah. Oh man, what you eat like them? You already, you already lean. What you, what you doing that for? Exactly. All of that. Exactly. So, you know, just like finding <laughs> so goes health. Yeah. Uh, you will be unpopular because normal is, if you want to, have what normal people have. Do what normal people do. If you yep. want to have what normal people don't have, which you coach your client, hey, if you want your business to outlast, I can't remember what the percentage, whatever percentage of small businesses. Yeah. That fail, 83, yeah, high yeah. is 83, yep. Then you got to take a really small percentage of activity and do what 83% of people maybe not willing to do. Yep, that's powerful. Brother, so again, just crazy gems on here. This one right here I, I have I have written here on my desk is, you know, it goes into the, the conversation or debate of nature versus nurture, right? And what you said was really powerful. So there's a some there are some things that you're gonna get genetically, like your 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 height, skin color, you know, things of that nature, you're gonna get genetic genetically. And you may get some uh situations where you may be pre predisposed to something as well, as far as heart disease or whatever the case may be. But what you really really have control over are the habits that you inherit and that is so man that is so powerful right there man you know what I'm saying those habits are super important because those habits that you know and I know I'm gonna offend some folks and not trying to but you know my mom is from 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 Brownsville Tennessee right so she grew up learning how to cook a certain way like that soul food right mm -hmm. so we got all kind of you know ham hocks we got chitlins we got you know what I'm saying with the greens you know we got this over here and whatnot and when i got into the fitness industry you know you i could almost tell they sometimes took offense to like oh you're not going to eat my food you're too good for my food anymore you know what i'm saying it's like one of those type deals because that's what we grew up with and then when you start to break away from that like well no 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 i i that's not part of my, 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 my regimen right now. They couldn't understand it, but now here, you know, but over time they really start to appreciate it. And then I start really educating them like, Hey, this is why you, sh we could, we can actually substitute this and get us a, a similar, you know, a result with respect to the food and something that really still tastes good without compromising the whole health piece and the whole nine. So when you said that brother, that resonated like crazy because yeah. you know, that's passed down from generation to generation. This is how you make your greens. This is how you make your mac and cheese, right? Yeah. So I, I love that. It's the habits that you inherit, not just, not, not just your genetics. And right. you know, again, I haven't seen the math or the data on it, but it's probably coming down to that the habits that you inherit are probably impacting your health and your finances more than what you get genetically. Absolutely. And, and there are various studies, um, and I won't go too, too deep into it, but I want to say on average, um, you know, when you look at genetic predisposition, there may be, you know, we, we often think of that meaning, hey, it runs in my family, therefore I'm definitely going to get it. Mm -hmm. And if I don't get it, I mean, I'm an anomaly. Mm -hmm. The truth is, is you probably have about a 10 to 20% more likely chance to get something mm -hmm. 
if you've given your body the right environment and conditions to do so. So I'll give you an example. You talk about something like um, type two diabetes. Mm -hmm. If you put two people on the exact same diet, and let's just say it's a diet that really drives the insulin resistance and really drives the internal conditions that lead to that. Mm -hmm. One person may be genetically predisposed to get it and the other one might. That doesn't mean I'm definitely going to get it and this person definitely won't. It means you being 10 to 20% more likely, you may get it at 30. I might not get it until I'm 40. Mm, got it. If both of us remove the conditions that create the insulin since the insulin resistance, mm -hmm. the chances of either one of us getting it go down significantly to where we both have probably a, you know, three quarter, 75% to an 80% chance of never getting it because we give ourselves the right condition. So predisposition means you might be a little bit more likely in most cases, but it doesn't mean you're guaranteed. Gotcha. Um, yeah, and, and you Man. know, I'll tell people, and, and this is this is another one of my fundamental pillars, is I really don't, and as you said earlier, like with, with my plant-based diet, I've been eating, um, I've been off meat for 15 years. I've been uh, vegan and mostly raw for the greater part of eight or nine years. I don't advocate people do what I do. I don't tell people you're wrong if you do it or you don't. I just simply want people to understand, I don't want you to make your decisions based off of bad information. If you mm. say, if you and I can agree that XYZ food is bad and you still choose to eat it, let's handshake and walk away. That's it. That's all I want is for you to understand that you have a choice. And once you understand that you have a choice, go ahead and make it either way. What really frustrates me is people convincing themselves that, no, this has to be good. No, I can't be that bad. Well, maybe in moderation, it's okay to know something bad and do it anyway. So right. if I just happen to be a car guy and I go out and I make that investment in a high value car that may not be advisable from a financial, um, mm -hmm. you know, from a financial wisdom perspective, but I just mm -hmm. am a car guy, but I know mm -hmm. that that's not a good investment. Yeah, It's a lot different than someone saying, I'm going to go out and buy this appreciable asset and this, this, and that. It's going to be worth so much money. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. No, it's not. Correct. <laughs> Don't do it based off of bad information. Love it. Your choice either way. And I'm cool with you going either way. You yep. Just make it knowing that, you know what, I have an option and I'm going to choose to go this way and I'm going to choose to go that way based off of whatever consequences I'm willing to accept. Love it. So, so we got, we got to start tying it up because I see yeah. here, we, we can sit here and, and, and talk here for the next next couple hours. But before I go, you just dropping so many gems here. I just want to make sure people are getting these. So one, you know, get the right information. Make sure you're making decisions off the correct information. And then if you choose to turn left or turn right, that's totally up to you. But let's make sure that you're making on the right, you know what I'm saying, off the right information. And I'll even go to say, I always tell people um, in, in a lot of my presentations about the difference between opinions information and advice opinions i typically take those and throw them in the trash because that's based upon your personal relationship with a situation information is usually based upon some factual data that you can go and prove from multiple resources so it usually has some factual data but it might not even apply to you right, right? and then advice is when you talk to somebody who's an expert with proven results who can take some information and give you direction with that particular information. Yeah. So, hey, y'all, when you start start thinking about your health or you're talking about your finances, know it's the difference between opinions, information, and advice. The other thing you said right here, which was super key, was, well, you didn't say it exactly like this, but this is how I wrote my note, being in the right environment. Yes. And that's huge, right? Because it's tough to keep a solid habit in the wrong environment. If you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you know you want to cut down on sweets, you probably don't want to work in a chocolate factory, right? So <laughs> being cognizant of your environment is really, really important as well. Because then that goes into the example you use. The hotlight on, like, hey, I'm going to go down. I'm going to keep that route to work because that hotlight is on. Yeah. I'm going to go and, and, and now, and now that's, and now it's a trigger because your body's used to seeing the hotline. <laughs> oh my God, them donuts, man. I'm telling you what, man. I don't know what they put in them, but. 
Oh, that's awesome. Well, well, Brother Bailey, man, we, we appreciate you joining us, man, and for this segment of Prophetology. But before we go, what we did was um, with our team, we decided to take the month of September okay. to focus on one of our company core values. And that core value uh, for our company, Diamond Equity Advisors, is becoming an ecosystem engineer. And what we believe is that when we take the focus off of our own personal success and put it and, and focus on the success of other people, we ultimately win, right? Okay. So it's, it's our team knows that if our clients win, we win. If our friends and our network win, we win. Okay. So though, you know what I'm saying, we really appreciate you taking the time to get on the show. What we really want to do is be able to you know, promote what you're doing and things of that nature. So, you know, tell folks how they can get in contact with you, how they can find more information. We have your YouTube here on the live, but, you know, just tell the folks who are listening who may not be seeing this live how to connect with you, where to find you and things of that nature. Yeah, so I'm definitely right now on YouTube. And, and, and once I get further down, I'll expand out to a site and some other different things. And, uh, but, yeah, definitely right now on YouTube, Marcus Bailey Health. Um, and my um, aim is to have two to three of those coming out a week. So I want to make sure I'm delivering some good, timely information. I'm on Facebook, Marcus Bailey. Um, there's another Marcus Bailey who's a news personality somewhere else. So I know we often get confused, but, um, you know, located in Ohio. I'm on Instagram and LinkedIn. All, all the names are the same, Marcus D. Bailey. Um, so definitely check out the YouTube videos. Um, and, and I'll be transparent in saying that I'm, I'm in search of some critical advice. So if I say something that is like, no, that's a bunch of jive. I don't buy it. That doesn't sound right to me. I'd like to hear about it. Please let me know because the goal is not for me to be right. The goal is for me to provide valuable content mm. to everyone out there. And, and, and what you're doing, I can appreciate it so much in your business. And I know that that's why you've been so successful is because you're pouring into other people. So I'm really just trying to duplicate what you're doing. As you know, that Zig Ziglar already said, you know, you're helping up mm. people do what they want. That's it. That's exactly. That's exactly it. You get what you want. Get what you want. Absolutely, my friend. When you lead, and I'd like to just pour in as many people as possible. So, first step right now would be to go to YouTube. Uh, and if you're not at the point where you're interested, pass it on to someone who you know is. Um, and I'll just give one final piece of advice. You know, I wish someone at some point, 15 years ago, would have said, "Hey, look, man, let me pull you to the side, man." All seriousness, I love yeah. you. You need to do something. Yep. You know, so don't be afraid to be that for someone else. Not that you even have to send them to my channel, but just step in for someone that needs to hear, hey, listen, I'm concerned about you long term. Is there anything that I can do to help you take a little bit of control? I know it's something that worries you, that bothers you. Um, what can I do? So reach out because it's really hard for us to have that, as we said in the very beginning, acknowledgement of self that I'm in yeah. a bad place. It's even harder for us to ask for help. Yeah. We already know it's not a friendly environment when we try to change our diet because people are already going to start criticizing mm -hmm. what you got. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I don't see results in a week look like that diet ain't working. So right. it's hard for people to do and they need some help. Yeah. Um, so share with someone else, mine or anyone else's resources, and be for someone else what, again, I wish someone would have done for me 15 years ago and pulled me to the side and said, look, dude, get it together. Fortunately, I was able to look at my own self, but I really wish someone would have smacked me up the side of the head and you know, look here. You're not doing it right now. You gained too much. There it is. There it is. Well, well, in closing out, y'all, I'll say this. Um, Brother Bailey is just, just truly, truly humble. And I'll, I will tell you guys this. With YouTube, that is free information, right? Go subscribe to the YouTube channel, get the information. Because one, I'll say this just and in, in being in, in this in, in the you know business or the entrepreneur space for over 20 years now, is not often do you find people whose heart is in the right place of giving and wanting to add value to the lives of others. And when you find a person like that, who also knows what they're talking about, because we didn't even get into Brother Bailey's credentials. He has credentials as well. So he's not just some 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 cat off the street talking about, hey, eat some vegetables and, and get some grass-fed beef. Like he has credentials behind this and obviously he has results as well. So go follow because you want to get information from people who genuinely care about 
you and results and not looking to say, hey, yeah, I want to be your, I want to be your, you know, your trainer, you know, this is what it's going to cost me. You know, he just wants to see people win and then people who are going to continue to gravitate towards him. So you have my, uh, you know, uh, stamp of approval there, uh, big bro, big bro, Brayley. I uh, appreciate you. Yeah, no doubt. Appreciate you joining us for this episode of Profitology. And y'all make sure you share this episode out, be a blessing to somebody else. Uh, you can always find us on Instagram, uh, ECFO, Perry Jeffries, and make sure you go to perryjeffries.com. We have a lot of our free resources on there as well as uh, the Profitology link. So you can have uh, one place to go find all of our resources. So, hey, y'all, continue to be blessed. Brother Bailey, I appreciate you, Newt. Yo, and uh, we got to do a better job. Make sure we stay in contact even uh, when we're not on air, my friend. I appreciate For sure. you. For sure. All right. There okay. it is. Have a great day, brother. Yo. Thank you.